You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ and others, and grows together in faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on the first Sunday after Christmas, December 27, 2020, by the Reverend Lex Breckenridge, Rector at St. Thomas. stories in the Bible. That's right, there are three. The first two are in the first two chapters of the book of Genesis. And the first one that has this very familiar uh, start to it, in the beginning. And in that first creation story, we see the, the transcendent, the sovereign God uh, creating the heavens and the earth and human beings, the animals, the, the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and the human beings in six days and on the seventh day. That transcendent God, that sovereign God, takes a rest. And then the, the second story, the story of Adam and Eve in the garden, is, is we, we meet an imminent God. That is a God who's close by, a God who is intimate. Uh, Adam and Eve, of course, the, the story of us as human beings, how we're, we're born into the state of blessedness, uh, the state of abundance. Uh, yet, uh, we can't do that one thing that God has asked of us. Uh, that one thing which is not to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We can't do that. 
And so we try to put ourselves in God's place. We try to sit on the judgment seat that's reserved for God alone. And thus begins our journey out of the garden, out of that state of wholeness uh, and abundance, and out into the, into the brokenness of the world. Yet, in that story, God is with us. God walks with us. So that God is close by, closest with is the very beating of our hearts. And now the third creation story, the one we just read. Isn't it interesting that uh, in the Gospel of John, uh, it also begins in the beginning. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. All things came into being through Him. The Word became flesh and lived among us. And then I, I love the way this concludes. No one has ever seen God. It is God the only Son who has made him known. You want to know what God looks like? What, what this, this transcendent God, this sovereign God, this mighty God, who seems uh, like an abstraction sometimes. Look at the only Son, the one who, who uh, incarnates God uh, in, his, in his life, in his ministry, in his uh, Teaching, in his healing, in his forgiving, in his compassion, in his inclusion, drawing all people of all sorts and conditions to him. And then in his uh, sacrificial death, his, his uh, death that uh, was a death for love. And then his rising again. This is what God looks like. And so that's, that's what we get uh, in this third creation story. It's the story of the incarnation. Uh, and you know, it's often said, I've said it myself, that in the Incarnation, God in Christ has closed the gap between heaven and earth. And I'm going to rethink that. I'm going to restate that. Because I think when we think about this third creation story, uh, and, we, and we really think about all three of these stories uh, as, as one uh, descriptive of the way God is at work in the world, it seems that this gap's never existed that the material world and the spiritual world have always been one. You know, we often say that, uh, that we're human beings on a spiritual journey. And the great Jesuit theologian Paul Roberts said many years ago that, no, we are spiritual beings on a human journey. We're spiritual beings. We're, we're born in spirit and we inhabit matter. And, and we spend our lives seeking what it means to be a full, whole human being. And the, the way we get to that is to recognize uh, what uh, Scripture and, 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 the, uh, and our liturgical prayers call the indwelling Christ. So another way of thinking about uh, what the first creation story uh, means when we're told that God has made humankind in God's own image. There is a divine that dwells within us, a divine spark, a piece of divinity, a piece of heaven lives right here in your heart. Uh, and so our journey, our spiritual journey to discover who we are as human beings is to discover this hidden Christ, the one that lives deep within us, and to incarnate in our own lives the Christ that dwells within each of us. You know, how do you incarnate Christ in your life? In the very simple act we've been talking about, them, you know, picking up the phone, calling the, that lonely person, 
supporting uh, congregations for the homeless in the Sophia way. The small gestures, the small acts of mercy and kindness, that's how we connect with that indwelling Christ. I think it's, uh, it's also what Jesus may have meant uh, when he says later on in John's Gospel, I am the gate. And it's through Christ we discover who we really are. We discover our true identity. And if we think about this, this Christmas time, this Christmas season, we think about the, the nativity stories that, uh, that are so, so beautiful, so much a part of who we are. And we see that, that God, uh, in these stories, we see that God is a baby born in the feeding trough. God is a baby born in the, in the humblest of circumstances. In a remote corner of a brutal empire 2,000 years ago, this is how God chooses to come into the world. We want to we need to see in the mystery of the incarnation and in the mystery of what it means for, uh, for God to show God's self as a human being. That mystery is in one concrete moment, and we, we, we struggle to, 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 to try to understand, well, if God was going to come into the world, why did God choose to come into the world this way? Why did God choose to come into the world 2,000 years ago in this remote corner of the Roman Empire? Why doesn't God choose to come into the world right now? Why doesn't God choose to come into the world for me in my time and place? We have to struggle with that and be resistant. But finally, we have to fall in love with it. And it's in that falling in love that we'll understand that what was true in, in one place and in one time is true everywhere, for all times. That's the mystery of the incarnation. God created, and God is still creating. God created matter and flesh to be good. And God blessed it and said, it is good, and it is very good. I mentioned at the, uh, the beginning here that this beautiful uh, um, program of sacred art and music uh, that we call, um, um, I'll just jump right out of my head, what we call it. But, but there, there are links to it, and the Nativity of Our Lord Jesus Christ told in Scripture, Art, and Music. Uh, Thank you for that memory recall. Uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful program. It's a feast for the eyes and the ear and the heart. I can't encourage you strongly enough uh, to, to get into this program and, and to, to just allow yourself to sink into the art and the, and the beauty of the music and the, uh, and, and the, the words, that the, uh, the beauty of the words that tell the story. And you know, I was watching it, Tony and I were watching it last night, and there was one part that really moved me. It's, it, was the, it was the story of the visitation. It's when uh, Mary, uh, pregnant with, uh, with this, this amazing uh, divine uh, indwelling that, that the angel Gabriel just told her about. When she goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who, who's much older and who was thought to be barren, but who now miraculously is also herself a pregnant with the one who will uh, become later known as John the Baptist. And in the, the, the representation, the beautiful art that tells the story of the visitation, you see these two women, each one pregnant with God and the other pregnant with God's messenger. The intimacy 
of, of their of their communication, uh, the way they, they they look in each other's eyes, uh, and you can see that there is this huge and profound connection because they both know what's happening. They both know that the lives that are growing within them are the lives that are going to make God manifest in the world. It's really beautiful. I don't know why it struck me, but it, it was a, uh, just a, a, a very moving uh, moment to really think about that story of the visitation and the intimacy of these two uh, amazing women uh, who were each about to give birth uh, to something uh, that would change the world. So I, I encourage you to uh, to. to Keep yourself in that program. It, it will be uh, uh, an hour that will be beautifully spent on this uh, rainy day, at least here in the Puget Sound area. Uh, what what uh, more uh, appropriate way to spend that hour than to, to spend it uh, with, with, with the beautiful art and music? And, and another thing I love about it is uh, Alice has included art from, from all over the world. That, that celebrates the the nativity from not, not just not just the the canonical history, uh, art history, Western art that, that many of us are familiar with, but, but art from China, uh, Japan, uh, other parts of Asia, from Africa, uh, Native American art that so beautifully captures uh, the spirit of the incarnation. So I I, I, I love that nativity. I want to close with a. <coughs> Something from a, um, a theologian who's very important in the Eastern Orthodox tradition, and, and a theologian that I first uh, discovered many years ago, and, and has been a, um, an important uh, part of my uh, theological and spiritual reflection uh, ever since then. He's called Simeon, the New Theologian, and he lived in the 10th century. Uh, he was a, a, a Byzantine Christian monk. Uh, and he said, what I have seen is the totality recapitulated as one. That is, everything uh, in creation recapitulated, recaptured as one. Received not in essence, but by participation. That is, that's, that's, that's the Christ, the, the cosmic Christ uh, that's, that's alive in the person of Jesus of Nazareth. Just as if you lit a flame from a flame, it is the whole flame you receive. So everything in creation comes to uh, to be known in the person of Jesus. And then uh, Simeon has written, wrote this uh, beautiful uh, collection of, of, of poems that he called Divine Hymns, and, and they're collected in the volume that he called the Hymn, Hymns of Divine Love. And Hymn 15 is one that uh, is very familiar to many people who do spiritual direction, uh, and, and, and it's a, a wonderful a way to capture what we mean when we talk about uh, the indwelling Christ and talk about ourselves as spiritual beings on a human journey uh, to discover what it means to be fully human. Because to discover what it means to be fully human, we will discover Christ. Because that is that, that's the, an, in our essence, uh, the, the Christ consciousness is, is really uh, who we are as human beings. And uh, St. Irenaeus said in the third century that the, the glory of God is a human being fully alive. So listen to what Simeon, the new theologian, says. We awaken in Christ's body. As Christ awakens our bodies, 
and my poor hand is Christ. He enters my foot. He is infinitely mean. I move my hand and wonderfully my hand becomes Christ, becomes all of Him. For God is indivisibly whole, seamless in His Godhood. I move my foot and at once He appears like a flash of lightning. Do my words seem blasphemous? Then open your heart to Him. And let yourself receive the one who is opening to you so deeply. For if we genuinely love him, we wake up inside Christ's body. Where all our body, all over every most hidden part of it is realized in joy is him. And he makes us utterly real. Everything that is hurt, everything that seemed to us gone, Shameful, maimed, ugly, irreparably damaged. Is in him transformed? Recognized as whole, as lovely, and radiant in his light. We awaken as the beloved in every last part of our body. For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website, www.stthomasmedinamedina.org. That's a www.stthomasmedina.org.